Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. It's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Chip change. Locker room has left the studio. Finally. I get in position here from the 680 The Fan Studios in the Battery Atlantis, the Buck Blue Show. Here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. We are streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch the show. And listen on that fan mobile app. Driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you up and coming at Beaver Toyota. All right, the weekend's almost here. Bet you've got a big weekend plan. Just wish the Super Bowl was this weekend. Got to wait another week on that for crying out loud. What's going on with that? A lot to get to and a short time to get there on this show. We better get to work, DT. Bucks. Big take. Yes, sir. Time for the big take. Uh, potential horrible news for Alabama fans. Might want to sit down for this one. The new Nick Saban is about to lose his most trusted and important assistant coach. The new Nick Saban. Yeah, that's new head coach Kalen DeBoer who uh, these Alabama fans believe is the perfect replacement for the greatest college coach of all time. DeBoer's been on the job in Tuscaloosa for roughly three weeks now, and it sounds like he's about to lose his offensive coordinator. Ryan Grubb to the Seattle Seahawks. Grubb has been DeBoer's offensive coordinator the last five years, three at Fresno, two at UW. This would be a huge setback for DeBoer for several reasons. One, Grubb is his most trusted assistant, working in a pressure-packed environment there in Tuscaloosa now. This is not a comfortable situation right now for DeBoer, replacing Saban at Alabama. All right, number two, Grubb teaches a complicated offensive scheme and would be impossible to replace this late in the process. And no, Dan Mullen couldn't come in there and rescue things. Why would Grubb leave DeBoer hanging right now? Because the NFL's calling, baby. And the job offer is a great fit. Grubb would be working for a new head coach, Mike McDonald, 
It was a defensive guy, so he would give Grubb complete control of the offense. Grubb would not have to recruit like he would at Alabama. Grubb's salary would be huge, just like it was at Alabama. Wonder if he even got a paycheck yet. Grubb would also be coaching up Geno Smith and not Jalen Milrow. Advantage Seahawks. And he could move out of the deep south where Grubb has never, ever lived and get back to a more comfortable place for him in the Pacific Northwest. Alabama fans, this ain't good. Not good for Bama football and not good for your first-year head coach. Roll down tide. And there's your big take today. These Alabama fans are a little bit sensitive. I mean, these days, anytime you say anything that is borderline critical of Alabama, then, boy, they come hunting you down. They come calling for you, especially if you're a Georgia guy like me. I mean, they they are just laying in the weeds waiting on somebody to be borderline critical of anything to do with Alabama football. They must not have listened earlier this football season. You were... I was referring to you as Bama Buck here for a little while. You're, you're the biggest Bama guy in town. Well, we do like to talk about Bama. Sometimes it's good, sometimes not so good. But I'm telling you, man, these, these Crimson Tide fans and then the media members that follow Alabama, they are, they are as sensitive as any fan base in the country. Now, maybe not as sensitive as Texas and the Longhorns with that horns down thing. They are ultra-sensitive when it comes to that out at Texas. Mike McDonald, too, you know, he uh, he's a former Georgia guy. Went to high school there in Metro Athens, Metro Atlanta. Uh, coached a little bit there, sort of behind the scenes as far as the coaching goes. And Mike McDonald, excellent reputation. Word on the street is McDonald, he doesn't take no for an answer when it comes to these job offers. Uh, reportedly, uh, with the Seahawks, that one of the ways, uh, reasons why he took the job with Seattle is because the Seahawks organization promised him certain things. For instance, like when he does go after a Ryan Grubb, the offensive coordinator at Alabama, that McDonald now, he can make an offer that you can't refuse. So Alabama fans, be on the lookout, brother. I mean, it's really so late in the process, it's a little tough to go out and hire an offensive coordinator at this point. Now, I did mention Dan Mullen's available for the right fit. Not sure the Alabama fans would be excited about that, but knowing a lot of these Bama fans, even if they went out and brought in a Dan Mullen, they would be totally 100% sold on Mullen stepping in and doing a great job. In fact, on ESPN, I'm giving him a C, C plus on the job he was doing as a college football analyst. And yes, it does have something to do with all those cheap shots that he was throwing George's way. Every opportunity, taking a cheap shot at Georgia. That's your boy Dan Mullen.
All right, let's talk a little Falcons football as we get started here today. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Falcons got a lot going on with a coaching staff. Uh, DT, you're all over these assistant coaching hires. Who's that tight end coach they just hired? That's, uh, let's see, um, Kevin Coger. I think it's Coger, K-O-G-E-R. Yeah, be you sure you didn't leave the R out? It could be Kroger. I, I'm not sure if that's where you get your leafy greens or not, but um, <laughs> yeah, Koger, Cogger, something yeah, like that. Okay, yeah. So they got him a Falcon. Falcons got him a tight end. Tight coach. ends coach not as important now, not under Arthur Smith. I Who's know. the fullback coach? Uh, that I can't tell you, Buck. I don't believe they have a fullback coach. Yeah, most teams don't. And uh, old Florida boy, Ike Hilliard, coming in to run the Yeah, receivers. I do like that hire. Hilliard could he's play, been, man, back in the day. And he's a very experienced coach at this point, too. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good hire. Raheem, he's, he's made some good hires on the coaching staff. You'll hear it all on Monday. Big press conference scheduled on Monday to introduce Raheem Morris as the new head coach. And then we'll be able to turn the page and move on to the next big story. And that's what I want to talk about right now. The Falcons' next big story. And I'm concerned about it. Concerned about the Falcons' next big move. Not real confident my Falcons are going to get it right. And this would be the biggest key to Raheem Morris being successful as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. The epic quarterback decision. Falcons are one of the NFL team's desperate for a legitimate option at quarterback. Got to get it right. And the biggest concern as you look at the upcoming NFL draft, with the Senior Bowl wrapping up, that's the next step in the process, but biggest concern is that in the NFL draft is that picks one, two, and three would be quarterback, quarterback and quarterback going one, two, and three. Right now, educated guests will say Caleb Williams to the Bears with that first pick. Drake May to the Commanders with that second pick. Jaden Daniels to the Patriots with the third pick. Falcons sitting at eight. And I just wonder what they're thinking behind closed doors in that executive boardroom. Are they going to be willing to unload draft capital to move up into the top three to get one of these big three quarterbacks in the draft? Are they going to be willing to do that? I'm wondering about that. Now, I did see uh, coming down overnight, doing some show prep, getting ready for today, that ESPN's Michael Rothstein wrote a piece up on ESPN.com saying the Falcons look for the Falcons to sign Russell Wilson and then draft Bo Nix with a second round draft pick. Double dip with the quarterback. And let me say no and no. Saw another NFL writer saying the Falcons will cut Heineke, Janu Smith, Mike Hughes and Lorenzo Carter create some additional cap space and have a total of a cap space of around $45 million. 
and then go out and waste all of it on signing free agent quarterback Kirk Cousins. Let me say no to that one also. I've seen a lot of these mock drafts, too, where, you know, it's become sort of a yearly tradition for those following the Falcons to predict a edge rusher going to the Falcons with the first-round pick. So you're seeing a lot of these mock drafts with the Falcons taking Dallas Turner out of Alabama with the eighth pick of the first round. And then maybe you get Bo Nix in the second round, some of them are saying. And let me say to that, no and no. Don't want to see either one of those things. And, you know, the Alabama people, as I mentioned, a little bit sensitive, so they're probably upset. Blue, why are you saying that? You don't know anything about edge rushers. Well, let me just say, I don't think the Falcons know anything about edge rushers. Dallas Turner, you know, I do like him. Uh, I don't love him. I like him. Doesn't look like he's really strong against the run. I mean, he doesn't shed blockers effectively. Gets overpowered at the line of scrimmage. So I do view that as a problem when you're talking about taking a guy in the with a uh, top 10 pick in the first round. Also, with the pass rushing thing, and this is his specialty, and what will get him drafted as a first-round pick. Now, he shows flashes of being an effective elite pass rusher, but it's not all the time. And it looks like he could be a one-trick pony. It's just like a speed rush off the edge. And that's all he's got. He doesn't have multiple moves. Like that Latou guy at UCLA. I mean, Dallas Turner, he's quick off the ball. He's got some burst. But is that all he can do? Because if that's all he can do, then I'm certainly not taking him with a top 10 pick. Young prospect, I just don't think he's, he's ready to ball out at the NFL level. Just one man's opinion. You know, I am curious about the Falcons, uh, as I mentioned just a moment ago. Are they willing to move up into the top three and do a trade? And ran across this, too. If the Falcons traded with the Bears and moved up to grab the first pick in the draft, this is what the Falcons most likely would have to give up. DT, listen to this and tell me if you would do this. So the Falcons moving up, doing a trade with the Bears, getting up to number one to take the quarterback that they uh, they covet, all right? Falcons would give up the eighth pick in the first round. Also, the second and third round pick in this year's draft. I'm good. Are you done? Wait, there's more. Dang it. I was, I was ready. 2025, Falcons would also have to give up their first and second round pick. Ooh, first and second. To move up to number one. Well, as much as I hate to say it, Buck, if you think you got yeah. your guy, you got to go get him. Well, I don't think it's necessary to go to number one. Yeah. It, it sounds like top three. You is know, I wonder one. what the price would be to trade up to number two or number three, because the guy I would, the guy I covet. Same one I want. Is Jaden Daniels. That's the guy I want. Seems to be a consensus around here. A lot of so people in the Jaden commanders Daniels. are in love with a Drake May, who's not a finished product either, but. I would love it if the commanders fell in love with him and took him. Then 
Could the Falcons trade up to number three with the Boston Patriots? And what would the price be for that? Because at three, I believe you definitely could get, you could get Jaden Daniels there. Imagine the Patriots have to, find, have to believe they're in the quarterback market as well, though. This might be a tough to pry that pick away from those guys. Unless you think Mac Jones is sticking around up there. We're still early in the process, folks. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, we got a lot. We got a lot of talking to do here for the next I mean, three the, months. The first but. step in the process <laughs> was personnel guys in the NFL. They get this season's tape or video and studied the players there. Then you get the senior bowl practices, which we completed as of yesterday, basically. Then you get the combine. Then you have pro days. Then you get the player interviews and visits. Then you get the medicals, and then you have the NFL draft. So we've got a long way to go here. All right, coming back on the other side, man, we're going to put the shades shades on in the club. Shades on in the club. I can't get Jaden Daniels. I want this guy. I'll tell you who that is next. Got the Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Spring is here, and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Make an offer that you can't refuse. <laughs> on the fan, 680 and 93 summer. Yo, Joey. Bring me my handgun. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, you got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Going to make you an offer you probably can't refuse. Uh, look, the uh, locker room boys are trying to bribe you to listen to their show, so... Want to give you a heads up, man. Got a chance to win that big trip, Sandals, Duns River, Jamaica. As a matter of fact, they're going to get qualified uh, to win one of five trips. All you got to do is simply check out the 680 media accounts at Facebook, Instagram, and X before their show. Then listen to the locker room each weekday, 6 to 10, here on The Fan. And when you uh, are prompted, be the first caller, correctly identify the keyword of the day, and... Mr. Uh, young Lady, you're qualified to win the trip. Compliments of Sandals Resorts. So get back on track on Monday, checking the boys out. you got to be 21 or older and a legal resident of Georgia to be able to enter and to win. So, man, I tell you what, I could use one of those. One of those trips. There is uh, no doubt about it. Kelly could, too, by the way, my lovely wife. That would be awesome. We could get that worked out at some point in time. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, let's, uh, let's get the shades on. We're shades going to the club. on in the club. 
Yes, sir. Now, I didn't I didn't wear the chain today. Thank you, buddy. I think Rhett must have worn that to school. Rhett had a meeting with the head football coach this morning at 7 a.m. So I think he maybe put that chain on. And just left me with the shades, but uh, we going to the club. Shades on in the club. Might see DT there later tonight. He's feeling a lot better today. Look for the guy with his back's up against the wall. I got my shades on the box. I'm ready. All right, right, so I want to talk about a guy that I'm falling in love with. And he is a draft-eligible quarterback. And I want the Falcons to be taking a good long look at Michael Penix Jr. In my estimation, the most NFL-ready quarterback in the draft, including those guys that are no-brainers to go one, two, and three. Uh, Penix, football IQ is simply off the charts. He is NFL-ready today, ready to take the snaps. Because of his advanced understanding of schemes and coverages, how to attack a defense, he can see the field, quick moving through progressions. Dude's totally advanced. Football IQ off the charts. He's a magician inside the pocket at avoiding the sack. You know, the most this, this guy has ever been sacked in a game is three times. Three. He gets the ball out quick, a lot of good quick decisions, and he is accurate with the football. His ball placement is A+. Outstanding throwing the deep ball and the intermediate throws. Another thing I love about this guy, he's confident, polished, passer, and make all the throws. And his uh, maturity level is pro level, too. I mean, you you listen to him talk, and you go, wow, this guy's already a pro. He's no college kid. And I think because of that, he can lead grown men, which is huge. He's driven. His work ethic is tremendous. See, I think with Caleb Williams, that seems to be a red flag to me. Some of that's unknown at this point in time. Compare it to Penix, no comparison. This guy Penix Jr. hungry to uh, continue to develop and learn. You know, he's not a cocky guy thinking he knows everything. What what could he develop and, and get better at? Well, I think developing a little bit of touch on the short underneath throws would benefit him. Uh, he's learning. I, I heard him talking yesterday down in Mobile about talking with some of the NFL personnel guys about taking the layups. DT, you know what that is, taking the layups? Yeah, take what's there. Take what the defense is giving yeah, you. Man, it's it's okay to check down, right? right yeah. What did Jake Fromm say? You can't go broke taking a, making a profit? I love that phrase. Yeah, I, I have. It. I like to poke holes in it, certain, uh, but I understand what they're saying. Yeah. Now, you look at where he's showing up in these mock drafts, and it's anywhere from somewhere inside the top 15 all the way down in the second round. But as I mentioned early in the process, uh, the red flag with Penix Jr. is obvious. is the durability concern. He's been injured. Uh, the red flag, the medicals are going to prove to be the 
ultimate decision maker on whether he's going to be a first-round pick or not. He's had two knee surgeries on the same knee. Now, he's had a specialist that he's telling these NFL guys down in Mobile that has given his knee a thumbs up. This had the two knee surgeries. He's, he's had a, a shoulder injury also that he had to get over. So there is a red flag when it comes to durability in the medicals. But he's been clean the last two years at UW. Now, there are a lot of people, and, and uh, I see it showing up on social media, too, that that are saying, look, uh, no to Penix because of the injury history. And here's my take on that is, so these folks that are saying no to Penix because he's been hurt in the past, so they would rather draft, draft a lesser quarterback that, say, has not been injured at the college level yet. They would rather go with a worse quarterback than Penix that's not as good because the guy didn't get hurt in college. And I'm going to counter that and say, well, look, it's a physical game. At some point in time, everybody's going to get hurt. Uh, Law of averages, the percentages say that guy you're going to take that's not as good as Penix is going to get hurt in the National Football League. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm saying about that. By the way, shades on in the club. I think a team that has an eye on Penix is the Minneapolis Vikings. They have the 11th pick in the first round. And they've got some tremendous receivers. Uh, Jefferson, you may have heard of him. He's pretty good. Addison, another young receiver. So they're looking for a young quarterback that can get them the football. They're looking to invest in a young quarterback. Kevin O'Connell, the coach, running a pro-style system. That looks to be an awesome fit for Michael Penix Jr. at 11. Remember, the Falcons are at 8. Then the Raiders at 13 are another spot that need a quarterback. Look for the Vikings and Raiders to take a long look at Michael Penix Jr. And there's your trip to the club. Shades on into club on a Friday morning. You guys ever know of anybody going to the club on a Friday morning? Is the club even even open on a Friday morning? Well, that starts on Thursday night, and then you just take it right into Friday morning, right, Buck? So That's there might how be some cars out in the parking lot on a Friday morning. That's fair to say, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, let's get to a uh, let's get to a top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Woo! It's time for Buck Blue's Top 5. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, let's bring on Amanda Swartz, our social media director. She's a busy girl, and she made time for us again today. Amanda, thanks so much. Happy to be here. I didn't see you in a meeting this morning. What's going on? The meeting is at noon. Oh, okay. <laughs> My bad. Yep. All right, let's get to the top five. All right, let's go. So number one, drop some high-level Super Bowl matchup info you can't get on other 680 shows. Well, I've been studying the Super Bowl matchup. I have uh, been studying quite a bit this week and look here's the deal is this kansas city defense uh, spagnola 
uh, Spags as a defensive coordinator, and, and he's done a great job with his Kansas City defense. And, look, when we talk about the Super Bowl and we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, Amanda, it seems like everybody goes straight to Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about the quarterback, and if we're not talking about Mahomes, we're going to be talking about Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Mm. I think it's a fake relationship. <gasps> oh, no. I do. I don't think it's real. <laughs> And so we don't talk enough about the Kansas City defense. They have limited three consecutive elite offenses to an average of 13.7 points per game. Oh, wow. Amanda, that is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. And we're talking about the Dolphins who light up the scoreboard, talking about the Bills who score a lot of points, and we talk about the Ravens that were scoring a lot of points, especially at home there in Baltimore. The Chiefs shut all three of them down. And so now they're facing off with the 49ers, another team that can score some points. Now, here's how Kansas City is doing it. They're disguising pressures, disguising this pre-snap, and they're doing it by putting eight up in the box, and then at the snap of the ball, they rush five or six. But you don't know which five or six are coming. Remember, they're eight in the box. They're only rushing five or six. Right, right. And so the offense is on their heels. They're waiting till the snap of the ball to try to figure out who to block. And a lot of times the Chiefs are getting quick pressure right up the middle on the quarterback. And at the same time, they're getting tight coverage in the secondary. So if you're a quarterback, you're feeling some quick pressure, and there's nowhere to go with the football quickly because of the tight coverage. Chiefs defense, they are doing the job coming into the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm excited to watch. Yeah. All right, number two. Uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, do you expect any Super Bowl surprises? Uh, I don't expect Kelsey after the game to propose. No. No, I don't think there'll be a marriage proposal. A lot of people think there might be, or a Super yeah, Bowl commercial. Yeah, I saw there's like a eight to ten percent chance that that would happen. Yep. Well, you can make money on that opinion because there are prop bets out yeah. there where they're the, whether or not he will propose. Well, I'm gonna say no. Okay. There'll be no proposal. But the surprise I'm expecting, and here we go into the deep dive into the football into things. I mean, try to get this out of uh, Cellini and Domino coming up here in a little bit. <laughs> Uh, the 49ers defense, they got Steve Wilkes as the defensive coordinator. And they've got this high price front four, the, the defensive line. They're all making big-time money. And because of uh, those guys being so good on the defensive line, Wilkes, the defensive coordinator, plays a lot of soft zone coverage. They're only rushing four. They're just rushing those four guys most of the time. And then they're dropping the secondary back into soft, off-cover zone coverages. And they're expecting that front four to get some pressure on the quarterback. Well, look, I think Mahomes and Kelsey are going to pick that apart. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking, the surprise I'm looking for is Wilkes to turn up the heat in the Super Bowl, mix in a little bit heavier dose of blitz and man-to-man -man coverage against this Kansas City offense. Shut up! I like it. All right, number three, uh, reveal a Super Bowl oddity. Uh, okay, here's one. Here's one. The team that wears a white jersey in the Super Bowl, 
They've won 16 of the last 10, uh, 16 of the last 19 Super Bowls. Oh, I didn't know that. So if you're wearing the white jersey, mm-hmm. that is, uh, that's a good trend for you right there. And that's going to be the 49ers, isn't it? Well, the Chiefs picked it, and they picked red. Mm-hmm. They must not have been aware of the trend. Should have talked to them first. All time in the Super Bowl, that number is, uh, is pretty large. I looked through my notes there. Um, It's like the team in the white jersey. They win a high percentage most of the time. 16 of the last 19 Super Bowls. Oh, wow. So the 49ers are wearing white. All right. Um, Number four, what do you find to be the strangest thing in professional sports? I got this one, you know, and I was watching uh, the Pebble Beach Pro Golf Tour tournament yesterday. And uh, Rory McIlroy, one of the stars of the game, one of the biggest names out there in professional golf, he got a snowman on one of the holes. Amanda, that is when you have to write eight, the number eight down on the scorecard, they call that a snowman. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm glad you explained that. (laughs) So it's a par five. He writes down an eight. He writes down a snowman because he had to take a two-shot penalty. I mean, here's the thing I don't understand. I mean, the rules in pro golf are so confusing that even the pros don't know what to do. They don't. They don't know the rules. They're so complicated. And Rory, in this situation, it was an unplayable lie. The ball's in grass, and the grass is so high that there's no way he can put the club on the ball. And so he he takes an unplayable lie, and he he moves the ball illegally. And he gets a two-shot penalty. Mm. Even the pros don't know what to do. It is so strange. It's the strangest thing in sports uh, to me. It was a ruling that was changed recently, and Rory was unaware of the rule change. Mm, That's understandable. I mean, this is crazy. If the pros don't know the rules, how do they expect us, the common golfer, to know the rules out on the golf course. It's just so strange. It's a great point. All right, and number five, what is the next big rivalry in pro sports? The next big thing, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's in tennis. Oh. Where you got Carlos Alcaraz, mm-hmm. who is the number two rated player in the world. Young dude, man. I'm a, he's still a teenager, mm-hmm. I believe. And then you got uh, uh, y- Yannick Sinner. Yep. Who just won the Australian Open. Mm-hmm. Just beat Joker down there. He is the number four rated player in the world. They're both extremely young. So they're going to be around for a long, long time. So I think that is the next big Joker, by the way, is you know, starting to show his age. Is he? And so it looks like these two guys are ready to take off. Yeah. And we're going to see them face off, Alcaraz and Center. If I was Center, I'd have to change that name. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, center? It's kind of cool for a sports name. I would, I would, personally, I would have stayed away from that one. I would have come up with something different. Uh, Alcaraz and Center. Right now, Center leads the head-to-head matchups four to three. So this is a competitive thing. They're both young. We're going to see a lot of these two in the years to come. Yep, yep. I like it. Thanks so much. Thank uh, good you. luck in that meeting at noon today. Thanks Thank for you. being a part of it with the, uh, the top five again today. Yeah, happy to be here. Five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Woo! That's always fun. I like the top five. And that leads us right into the Bulldog Beat today. 
Georgia fans got a Georgia Bulldogs national champion on the beat. 25-20, far sideline, 15 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! This is the Bulldog Beat with Buck Balloon, presented by Georgia's own credit union and attorney Ken Nugent. Georgia and South Carolina men's basketball. Uh, they run the floor at 1 o'clock tomorrow at the Stag over in Athens. And we've got a pair of tickets to give away right now to a sold-out basketball game. 404-231-1680, the number. Road Dog will take your call and will award one of our listeners to a pair of tickets to a sold-out basketball game Georgia and South Carolina. Dogs beat the Gamecocks in Columbia recently. And coming off that disappointing loss to Alabama earlier this week, this is a game Georgia really needs to win. I mean, if they're going to hold out hope that they can make it to the big dance, make it to the NCAA tournament, this is a game that the Bulldogs need to win. And a lot of you probably are wondering, hey, what am I going to do with my Saturday? No football to be watching. Well, I hope you're a winner today here on the Belusia. 404-231-1680, the number. All right, the Senior Bowl wrapping up. we got the game coming up this weekend. And, look, nobody's paying attention to the game at the Senior Bowl. These, All these uh, personnel guys in the NFL, all these coaches, they are, uh, they're on a plane out of Mobile today. They're not sticking around for the game this weekend. They've already seen what they wanted to see, and that is practice. I know, I know, it's practice. It's just practice. But that's what they wanted to see this week. They don't care about the game on Saturday. Not going to learn anything there. A couple of Bulldog defensive backs down at the Senior Bowl this week have really represented themselves well, in spite of that post that Danny Cannell put out of Wilson, the receiver from Florida State, was sort of toasting, I believe it was Javon Bullard, on a one-on-one cover drill, which which really benefits the receiver. They can run all over the field with no rush on the quarterback, and then they can make the defensive back look bad. So there was one of those instances that Cannell got video of, and he put it up on, on X, making fun of Bullard. And, boy, the Bulldog people jumped on Cannell. It was good to see. But Tyke Smith is uh, represented himself uh, really well, the best I can tell this week, watching practice on TV and then reading some of the news and notes coming down on the coverage of the Senior Bowl. Tyke Smith, who's played a ton of football at Georgia since he transferred in, playing the nickel spot at Georgia, and so he's going to fit with an NFL team playing that nickel corner spot or, or one of the high safety spots. Solid in coverage, tough against the run, anticipating the ball coming his way. Has had a really good week this week. So uh, congrats to Tyke Smith so improving his draft stock down in Mobile. Back to Javon Bullard. Mentioned he got beat on that bump and run one-on-one cover drill. Uh, who doesn't, by the way? This won't be the position that he's playing at the NFL level. He's going to be off the ball in coverage, inside, not on the outside. He's going to be on the inside and be off the ball five to seven yards most of the time. Playing zone coverage, supporting the run, hitting receivers hard, coming across the middle. I mean, his game video 
shows the ability that he has to do that. And I think the one play everybody remembers of Javon Bullard playing for the Georgia Bulldogs was the national semifinal game against Ohio State in the college football playoffs where he stuck it to Marvin Harrison Jr. and knocked that ball out of there on a play that would have been a touchdown. And, boy, those Buckeye fans are still complaining about that hard hit that Bullard uh, threw on Marvin Harrison Jr. It was clean, clean hit. So a lot of video out there on Bullard and, and Smith getting the job done, playing for Kirby Smart's defense at Georgia, and look for those guys to be drafted in the NFL draft. Follow these dudes, too, during the process. They'll show up again at the Combine, and I think that 40-yard dash time is going to be huge for both of them. You want us to be able to see a, a low 40 time to convince these personnel guys they can hold up in coverage at the NFL level. There's your Bulldog beat today. Thank you, Buck. All right, coming back on the other side, man, we got some stuff popping. And I got a comment about Ice Cold Trey coming up. You got the Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Here on the fans, 680 and 93.7. We've already been to the club. You missed out on it today. We might see you there tonight, maybe. Probably a long shot, but you never know. Hey, and a big shout out and a congratulations to Mike Miller. Miller won the pair of tickets to go see Georgia, South Carolina run the floor tomorrow in Athens. Miller also a teammate of mine on that 1979 Georgia team just a couple of years ago. So uh, shout out to Mike Miller getting the job done today. How about them dogs? Uh, look, I didn't have any time for Braves talk on the show today, but I got a friendly reminder. Uh, 680 The Fan has you up to date with audio and video interviews from Braves Fest that went down this past weekend. Got some interviews from players and coaches and even the GM, Alex Anthopoulos. So want to invite you to get caught up on that. Uh, enjoy some of that coverage we're providing. Go to 680thefan.com slash BravesFest. Tap the app or search 680 The Fan on YouTube, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and don't forget about Roku. Let's find out what's popping. All right, what's popping out there? Well, NBA All-Star voting is now complete. And our man Trey Young got dissed. Son of a Got dissed, man. I mean, he's having the best season of his career. And he's already been a two-time All-Star. Best season of his career so far. 
27 points, 10 assists per game. Never once in the history of the NBA has this happened, where a player did not make the all-star team that was averaging 27 and 10. It's never happened before. Really embarrassing. Uh, Trey and uh, De'Aaron Fox, the only two of the top 15 scorers in the NBA that will not be on the all-star team. Fox, he got dissed too. He should be on the team. As a matter of fact, they should expand the rosters. That could get Trey on. And here's another thing, too, is you got Julius Randle. He's hurt. You got Embiid. He's hurt. So there's a good probability that Trey Young will be added to the team because of those two injuries. But I guess winning matters when it comes to the NBA All-Star game. The Hawks, one of the most disappointing teams, one of the most underachieving teams in the NBA right now. Seven games under 500. And they're taking it out on Trey. By the way, Trey was number two in voting by the fans. Number two. It's also number two in the entire NBA in assists. I guess the uh, the coaches aren't big fans of the fans. That's what it amounts to. I mean, Trey should be on there over uh, well, Tyrese Maxey. I mean, come on, I, man. I totally agree. I'm shocked based on strictly on the numbers. Uh, Jalen Brunson, well, come on, he's a better player than Brunson. Something. Are the coaches trying to tell us something, the, the, the fans, the rest of us, that... Yeah, yeah, we know the fans. But in the All-Star game for the fans. I, I agree, but, I mean, this this reserves are, you know, goes, it goes to the coaches. Are they trying to tell us something, or are they just I mean, Trey he is, was worthy? is number 10 in the NBA in scoring. Top number, 10 in scoring, top 10. 10 He's number two that doesn't make any in sense. assists. Yeah. And he doesn't make the All-Star game. Something up. That's what I'm saying. That It seems like there's a disconnect. There's more to this, yes. Whether they've got it out for ice cold, Trey? I don't know. I, I really don't know, Buck, but. Is well, it a defensive? Is it, it a defensive? Th- is it a defensive thing? Come on, nobody's playing defense in the NBA. Don't try to throw that one out. Certainly there. not around here. I mean, my goodness. Do you think DeAndre Hunter's playing defense? He's I mean, when he's on the floor, I mean, he's not that playing at all. Like, he's uh, he's he's always hurt. Yeah, he's not playing offense either. So, so sorry, Trey. You're getting some love and respect on this show, though. And De'Aaron Fox, I mean, my goodness, how is he not on there? Just doesn't make sense. No sense at all. Sorry is what it is. Just plain sorry is what it is. All right, let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. Yeah, I got some personal stuff I'll share with you. We've got my youngest son, Rhett. He's got a big weekend. We've got the individual region wrestling going on at Denmark tomorrow. 
Does and that at least so mean the season? to advance to the sectional and uh, then the state. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wrestling. And Rhett, in that 215 division, 215 pounds, which is really competitive, man. Really competitive at 215. So, uh, Rhett, uh, looking to advance to the sectionals, move on. And so we're a little uneasy about this. I'm telling you, man. I mean, this is hard to watch. Maybe it's because I just, I'm not not one of these uh, wrestling dads, you know. Uh, one of the reasons why Rhett likes it so much is dad can't tell him what he's doing wrong. But uh, this, hoping for the best. Hey, go get him, Rhett. Yeah, he's trying to make it all the way to the state, which will be in Macon coming up in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, hoping that works out. There is good news, though. My father-in-law's in town for a couple of days, and he is Mr. Fix-It. And when I came home yesterday, he was fixing the fan in one of the bathrooms. And I'm hoping he got to those vents. We're trying to replace all the vents throughout the house. Putting him to work for the weekend? There you go. I mean, I don't even ask him to do any of this stuff. He just does it. So, yeah, there is some good news going on at home these days. I right, was going to do it for the Buck Blue Show this week. Man, we got Super Bowl week coming up next week. And I'll have my uh, Bucks Beat podcast. We'll drop later this afternoon interview with Chris Conley and a breakdown of Super Bowl 58. Nick and Chris coming up next. Stay tuned for that here on The Fan. Thank you, Buck. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com. 